Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Scripture reading today comes from the book of Colossians. Colossians sounds like galoshes, and so it's a good book to read in the rain. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues, Put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. Once upon a time, a fleet of spaceships appeared in the sky. They sounded like cicadas. They should have sounded more dangerous. They should have sounded like hornets. They should have hissed like cats. But they sounded like the slow drone of a summer's day. The sound grew louder as they dropped toward us. All the ships were silver. As they came closer, we could see there was some kind of writing on them. Finally, we could recognize the corporate logos for what they were. (laughs) One ship was emblazoned with the longitudinal logo of United Airlines. Other ships were identified with symbols for Pepsi or Chick-fil-A. The sky was crowded with silver spaceships. They were suspended above the earth like a constellation of multinational corporations. Some people thought they might drop Skittles from the sky. Some people thought they might play corporate theme songs, but these ships had nothing to give. Beams of light fell from the sky. Those beams of light fell on sacred places. They fell on places of natural beauty. They fell on museums and schools. Shot from a myriad of spaceships, they fell on all the places that felt like home. 
For a moment, each target seemed to glow from within, and then all the bonds came undone. Like startled birds, molecules flew apart. History and culture vanished before our eyes. We were disintegrated. Those beams of light fell on people. The light grew more intense, and when the light faded, the people were gone. We were disintegrated. And that's how we came here. That's what we have in common. We were taken apart. The bonds that held us together came undone. We were unraveled and our atoms were scattered to the wind. Do you remember that? Do you remember any of that? There was a moment of silence. From her seat on the bus, Shannon had endured the ramblings of this self-appointed sophist. The man had proclaimed his nonsense from the back row of the bus. Meanwhile, his captive audience kept their gazes transfixed on what lay beyond the windows of the bus. They stared intently at each passing Jiffy Lube or 7-Eleven. They studied each decrepit apartment building as if it held mysteries untold. In a moment of unimpeded curiosity, Shannon had allowed her gaze to drift toward the back of the bus. To her surprise, the sophist looked like somebody's dad. He could have been an accountant or a dentist. As the moment of silence grew heavy, Shannon suddenly understood that that question had been asked of her. The question wasn't rhetorical. The man had asked, do you remember? And now he was waiting for her answer. He was waiting for her. Shannon felt a swelling bubble of dread rise in her chest. Why did she look in that direction? Why had she indulged her curiosity so thoughtlessly? And then she realized no one else was looking. There was a chance that she could answer silently. With luck, the man would be satisfied with a silent shake of her head. It was her best hope. And so Shannon shook her head. No, the man replied. You don't remember anything? Because I remember you. You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. I remember you. Shannon glanced around the bus. No one was looking. In the rearview mirror, she could see the driver's eyes were carefully fixed on the road ahead. Only one person was looking at her. From the back of the bus, the man said, I'll tell you what I remember. I remember that you were brave. I remember that when everyone else looked away, you wanted to see what was happening. You wanted to know. Do you remember that? Maybe you didn't think you were brave back then, but you were. Let me tell you, that was something I really admired about you. Despite herself, Shannon liked hearing someone call her brave. It felt true. Even if the speaker was disreputable, this one thing might be true. 
Maybe she was brave. Encouraged by the possibility, Shannon asked, how come I don't remember you? Although she wasn't looking, she could hear a smile in the man's voice. He said, don't tell me I have to repeat that all over again. <laughs> you were disintegrated. It happened to you, to me, to everybody. We were taken apart. It turns out our bodies are pretty elastic. Our bodies know how to snap themselves back together. But it doesn't work that way for our memories. It's hard for us to remember. That's why we have to remember each other. See, there are two sides of the same coin. Being disintegrated takes us apart, but being remembered puts us back together. We have to remember each other. That's how we make it work. Now, don't you remember anything? There was something plaintive in his voice now. Isn't there something that you remember? Shannon looked up. She turned her gaze to the back of the bus. She looked at the man in his normal clothes with a normal face, and she said, I remember something. I remember that you were a pain in the tuchus. <laughs> you could talk. Oh, boy, could you talk. You could talk the ears off a chicken but I would listen to you. The man seemed relieved. He sank deeper into his seat as if some previous tension had drained from him. He said, I was a talker. Shannon nodded. Brother, you could talk butter off a hot biscuit. <laughs> but we loved you for it. The man closed his eyes. Thank you, he said. Thank you for remembering me. It can take a lifetime to figure out who you are. It's a long, complicated process, and I don't want to oversimplify anything. But a big chunk of our identity comes from how other people talk about us. That girl is so smart. That boy is nothing but trouble. You're just like your mom. You never put anything away. You are a sad, strange little man. <laughs> we pay attention to what others say about us. We are very attuned to what other people say about us. Even if we disagree with their conclusions, we really notice what's being said. And a big chunk of our identity comes from how others see us. And that's why when we're here, we need to do the work of seeing each other, of really seeing each other. We need to see the light in each other. We need to see that of God in each other. We need to do the work of seeing each other. By being seen in a new way, we become something new. Biblical characters receive new names over and over. 
God appears to an old nomad and said, This is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you the father of many nations. Sari becomes Sarah. Jacob becomes Israel. Simon becomes Peter. Saul becomes Paul. Every new name is the gift of a new identity. In the psychedelic manifesto of Revelation, God speaks through an angel. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it known only to the one who receives it. The formation of a new identity is a gift of God. This is a gift that we are meant to give each other. We need to see each other deeply. We need to name the light that we see in each other. We need to name that of God that we see in each other. By, being, by seeing each other in new ways and naming each other in new ways, we help each other become a new creation. We help form a new identity for one another. What does it look like for you to do the work really seeing others. How does naming that of God in other people help you to become your truest self?